When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for A Journal for Jordan, Death on the Nile, and our movie of the week, Eagle Eye. All right, guys. Uh, This week we have another guest. A good friend of mine, known for about four or five years now. How long has it been, James? Yeah, about uh, about five or six years, something like that. Good deal, good deal, man. Worked together, uh, played hoops. uh, Okay. Bullshitted (laughs) a lot. (laughs) You didn't play hoops, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) You came out to the basketball court, that was about it. (laughs) Well, sir, uh, welcome to the pod, man. How are you doing today? (laughs) Happy to be here, man. I'm ready to have a good time tonight. Good deal, good deal, man. Uh, so like we always do with uh, when we have a guest, and I think these answers are going to be fantastic coming from this guy, uh, I want to dig into a little get-to-know-you uh, before we hop into this week's episode. So provide you a few questions. Uh, I think Javi will start. We'll run through them real quick. All right, James. Uh, what is your favorite movie, sir? Favorite movie? Okay. That was kind of tough for me. You know, I, I can't really settle on one. Uh, so I'll do this. <laughs> I'm going to say the Back to the Future trilogy. I just love everything about Back to the Future. If I hear Solid. Huey Lewis in the news, mm-hmm. like I'm already jazzed. Like <laughs> I, As soon as it starts playing, I already know what's going on. I love Back Let's to the go. Future, every single one of them. I'll say probably my favorite one is, is going to be Back to the Future 2, just because of all the cool things that you know happened in there with the shoes that everybody talks about that came out mm-hmm. uh, I, the, I think i think all of that has been great uh so big big fan of back to the future i love michael j fox uh great great series dope dope man let's move forward here uh who is your favorite actor uh favorite actor's got to be leo i love leo departed you know that's a killer movie uh, yeah. crazy, crazy cast. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, obviously, has been getting a lot of fame lately. You know, I'm in oh, yeah. the industry, so so I'm a big fan of it. That's right up my alley. Uh, so that's, so Inception, that's your life every day, right? Wolf yeah, of Wall Street, definitely. is that your life every day? <laughs> you, you got it. Sorry, you know, it changes a lot more. Ex- <laughs> except for the illegal stuff. <laughs> I don't know if the SEC listens right, to you guys' podcast, so not the illegal stuff. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, you know, he's got Inception, you know, I still feel like I might still be dreaming from that movie when I watched it. Like that movie was fantastic <laughs> to me. Super complicated, but I loved it. Make me think. That's a great movie. Um, and then something that I feel like, you know, Leo's probably not getting enough credit for, and um, I just don't hear a lot of people talk about it. Is Django? Like he was Calvin Candy, and he was phenomenal in that role. I thought yeah, he was yeah. just amazing. <laughs> and you know, I him. never thought. Yeah, I never thought I would love a, a racist slave owner, but I love him in that movie. I just think he's my favorite character. I think it's phenomenal. Great, great job in that movie. I'm a big Leo fan. What was your favorite decade for movies? So this one, this one I had to think about too. Uh, you know, 2000s. 
I'm a big Fast and Furious franchise fan. Uh, so, you know, strictly because family, that's why. Um, <laughs> you know, but after doing some thinking, I said, <laughs> Sorry, you <know>. that's awesome. <laughs> Only because, like, we pick on this movie so much. Like, this whole yeah, franchise, really Fast and the Furious. Yeah. It's yeah. a reoccurring yeah, It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I agree. It's ridiculous. But, you know, I watched that movie when I was in, like, like the first one, it came out. Look at my, I was graduated, I think I graduated high school at that point or something. And, you know, ever since then, it just had a special place in my heart. Me and my buddies from high school watched it, you know, the first one. Um, And then, you know, a bunch of nonsense came out after that. But either way, you know, I still watch them. I still think, I still love the movies. Me and Clyde make fun of Fast 9 a bunch and we still went and saw it. Like, we were in the theater for it. Day one, day one in theater (laughs) for it. Yeah, like, I'm okay if they're making them when, like, Vin Diesel's, like, 75 years old. Like, I'll still watch them. Right. Not not so fast anymore, you know? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but back to my actual to my actual answer, because it's not the 2000s. Uh-oh. It's actually going to be the 80s uh, because of all the great movies that came out in the 80s. Like, I was a kid in the 80s. You know, Ghostbusters. Yeah. I love Ghostbusters. Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Goonies. Uh, big with Tom Hanks. You know, Karate Kid. Breakfast Club, Stand By Me, like, you name it. Like, I feel like everything came out in the 80s. Terminator, you know, any Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. movie. I mean, come on. You know, some, uh, Before the cocaine, right? 80s. Before the cocaine. Right. <laughs> 80s was a good time for me. And obviously, this is a pre-COVID question and everything, but what is your favorite movie theater to watch movies in the entire world, wherever the hell yeah. you've, you've been? COVID or no COVID, I'd, I'd still rather sit on my couch. So if, I, <laughs> if it's if it's not if it's not going to be on my personal couch, and I want to go to a theater, you know they have the ones where you can basically lay down and whatnot. Like I want one of those. Oh, yeah. Go sit down. Oh, and yeah. I say sit down, but I really mean lay down in one of their leather seats and just relax. I'll pay extra. It's fine. I'll, but as long as you can make me feel like I'm at the house, um, you know that's going to be that's going to be my best my best experience. Well, knowing you as long as I've I've known you, that actually makes sense that it would be at your house because you're always the guy who has to have the biggest television screen known to man. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. on your wall with the best surround nice. sound and everything. So yeah, it's yeah. basically a movie theater in your living room. Yeah, you know so. That's always kind of been a thing that I like, um, but uh, my wife put the kibosh on that. Like I have the stuff, but I never get to use it because my daughter <laughs> is sleeping in the like right down the hall from the from the theater right. room. So unless I buy another house, I, I can never use it. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> That's where I am right now in life. <laughs> Dad mode. So, what is your favorite movie snack? Movie snack. I'm gonna go with goobers. And for those of you who don't know what that is, chocolate covered peanuts, that's a staple for me. If I go to the theater, yeah. like I gotta have I gotta mm-hmm. have some goobers. And I guess that probably stems from, you know, when I was a kid, like my parents would get that when we go to the theater, and so it's just kinda always been something that I've always got. So uh, if I go to the theater, I'm getting getting some goobers, gotta have those. And then, you know, obviously like popcorn and, and you know, a drink and you know, be fifty dollars lighter, so you know, that's kinda how it pans out. One hundred percent fifty dollars lighter. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, good deal. All right, gentlemen, let's go ahead and move over here and talk about these trailers, man. I dropped you guys a few trailers. Let's first talk about A Journal for Jordan. Now, this movie starring Michael B. Jordan, directed by Denzel. Uh, We'll start with you, Mm -hmm. James. What are your thoughts, man? Yeah, so, um, you know, watching this trailer, you know, I... I I think it's a really fascinating movie, um, and it and it kind of pulls at your you know your heartstrings because you see you know he's overseas uh, and you know the kids growing up and he and he's written this journal for the for the child and that took me a while to figure out by the way I thought Jordan was the was the wife at first but then ultimately figured out that Jordan was the yeah. child um, yeah. but <laughs> I, but I just thought that was a, a good message and you know the fact that you know LeBron's LeBron's got his name on there and and uh, Denzel's a part of it as well that makes me want to support it more. Um, I, I really don't get behind the the movies that are are lovey dovey like this because there's a lot of, a lot of hug, a lot of hugging, a lot of kissing. Um, yeah. But uh, but this one this one seems like it's going to be you know going to have a good story behind it. And um, you know I'd I'd be willing to give this one a shot even though even though I don't normally watch those. But I'm sure my wife will make me. Good deal, man. Good deal. Hav, yeah, like uh, James so eloquently put, we're not big fans of this 
type of pull at your heartstrings drama. But what are your thoughts, man? Uh, I'm on the same lines. You know, I'm guessing maybe he's he's writing this journal. He's cataloging these lessons and stories. Maybe because he's, you know, he's on deployment. He doesn't know if he's going to be going home to his kid or not. So there's a whole other whole other level of the the love story between his wife and his kid and him is now we have something that a lot of people can relate to in our country that are deployed and out away from their families yeah i mean i'm gonna give this one a shot myself hey guys let's go ahead and talk about the kenneth bragna i always mispronounce his name brana bragna um he was I'm glad it's you first this time he was he was pheno- <laughs> he was phenomenal in the movie tenant as the bad guy uh but we have mm-hmm. death on the nile it is um comes out in february we'll start talk about it javi watching through this i got a strong clue feeling yeah Fantastic movie, by the way. Basically, Clue on a Boat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot to the mo- to the trailer as far as details about whatever. It's just, you know, they're on the boat. There's a murder and apparently multiple murders, and they're trying to figure out who the killer is on the boat. No, nothing nothing too deep, I didn't feel. <laughs> but I think you nailed it. We have Hercule Perot is the guy that Hell he does. Kill. He's a Hercule yeah, see, I messed it up there, so I'm just all over the place. I can't get this guy's name right at all. But um, a famous uh, character from a bunch of Agatha Christie novels. Uh, you remember back in 2017, wow, already four four year, years ago, Kenneth directed Murder on the Orient Express. Also, him as Hercule Poirot, where there's a murder occurs, and he's there to solve it. I don't know, I'm just butchering, man. Uh, James, give me your thoughts, man. That's awful. Hell cure. And I will deliver your killer. That's how he says it, man. Get it right. Come on. What, Get your French I will one of these days. I'm, I'm going to cut that and put it over every time you say it wrong. Fantastic. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Yeah, but this is a this is an interesting movie. Like I like the solving, you know, trying to solve the who the killer is and, and all that. Like I watch all this silly shows that come on tv where it's you know some sort of murder mystery i watch all of them so uh for me this is this one seems like one i might you know give a shot to would i go and see it in the theater probably not but if it's on hbo i definitely you know definitely watch it or red box or something like that i i'd grab it because now i kind of want to know who it is um and the the cast is a pretty good cast so um you know all a bunch of great actors and then uh, actors and actresses and then Russell Brand, for some reason, I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> I saw that online. Yeah, like, why, why is he in this he movie? He plays a doctor. He plays a doctor in this movie. Yeah. So. Wow, even more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I just who's a cast? Who's a casting director for this? I got I don't understand. I hope his hair is all teased up. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right, man. This has does have a fantastic cast. You know, Army Hammer, Gal Gadot, Kenneth Bragda, Russell Brand, Letitia Wright. Uh, it's got some good people in here, man. I think this is going to be another like slick, sexy whodunit like Murder on the Orient Express, but I think he just ups his game here. Uh, really surprised that it got a sequel, um, being Death on the Nile. And me and my wife, we saw it back in theaters back in 2017, so we'll definitely be in the theater for this one. Maybe not for a journal for Jordan unless she drags me, but we'll definitely be in the theater for Death on the Nile. All right, gentlemen, uh, we're going to go ahead and hop in and discuss this week's movie. We have Eagle Eye. Uh, This movie dropped in theaters in 2008. Uh, Fantastic year for movies. And I know it sounds like I say that each and every week, but you got to hear this list, guys. Role Models, The Happening, Seven Pounds, 21, Step Brothers, The Strangers, Jumper, Semi-Pro, Valkyrie, another Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Body of Lies. That's a good one. Wanted, and like the funniest real life comedy of all time, forgetting Sarah Marshall, right? Like if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> yes. right? Like that is there's yes. that is a real life comedy. How breakups happen, man! I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so uh, Eagle Eye is directed by DJ Caruso. It's got a large writer's room. We got John Glenn, Travis Adam Wright, Hillary Seitz, and Dan McDermott. This one came in with a budget of 80 mil and hit the box office for 178.8 million. That's when Shia was on fire, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, was. yeah. <laughs> So starring in this movie, uh, we got Shia LaBeouf as Jerry Shaw slash Ethan Shaw. He plays twins. Michelle Monaghan as Rachel Holloman. Julianne Moore has the voice of the computer system in the movie. Rosario Dawson as Zoe Perez. Michael Checklist as George Callister. Anthony Mackie as Major William Bowman. Hands in everything, Anthony Mackie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yes. Ethan Embry as Toby Grant. Billy Bob Thornton. As Tom Morgan and Cameron Boyce as Sam Holloman. Go ahead and give us a quick synopsis, sir. So Jerry Shaw gets his life turned upside down after the loss of his twin brother. A mysterious woman starts to manipulate Jerry and many others using all the tech available <laughs> Let's go. to achieve her mission of assassinating some government targets. But the Falcon's there to make sure that it doesn't happen. <laughs> Let's go! I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. Let's go ahead and dive into this plot, gentlemen. We have, you know, this kid, he's down on his luck, left Stanford, brother dies, is being talked to by some really sexy sounding woman on the other line, right? And he has no clue who the hell it is. Um, but he has to listen to her the entire time. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild and something that in my movie history I've never seen before. You have to obey this person the entire time. Talk to me, James. Yeah, so first off, just realized Julianne Moore was the voice. Uh, so thanks for letting yep. me know that. Uh, I was trying to find her in the movie the whole time. I was like, where is she? I know she's in here somewhere. Couldn't figure it out. Glad I know that yeah. she was the voice the whole time. The The way that it works is just so, it's so potentially real, maybe, because the way I, I look at it is, you know, I've got an Alexa. I've got a Google. How do I know this isn't, you know, there's not going to be a voice that's just going to come out there one day and tell me that I need to go and, you know, shoot a government <laughs> official. You know, how, how do I know that's going to, that's not going to happen to me. Um, it's going to be anybody. It's going to be Alexa. Another piece of it that, that really bothers me is if this were to happen to me and she's calling on the phone, like I have it where if I don't have the phone number saved in my phone, it's not going to ring. So I would just be screwed immediately because I wouldn't answer the phone. Uh, and so whatever was going to happen to me would just happen. Uh, so, the, you know, that aspect of it was, uh, was, was pretty interesting for me personally, but uh, I do think it is you know, pretty incredible how we have this guy who works at Pop Copy, basically, Copy Cabana. Um, <laughs> Let's go. And, and, you know, here he is basically having to take on this, you know, this major action, um, you know, with some people he doesn't know. And, you know, so many things have to fall in place so perfectly to make it work out. You know, it's just a, a pretty, pretty amazing to see how a lot of those things worked out, but could, could really see, you know, the passion that he had for, you know, his brother, even though, you know, they mentioned he doesn't uh, spend a lot of time with him. You know, some of the things that he mentions, like one part really got me where he talks about how his brother would do things to make him look good and then just, you know, make sure he got the credit for it. Um, yeah. and he just like never asked him for anything. And so when, when I heard him say that, I was like, OK, it's pretty clear what his motivation is. Like he wants to he wants to make sure that he's he's going to clear his brother's name and, and, and make sure that at the end of the day, he, his brother comes out with a clean record and, and being who he really was, you know, being a true hero that he felt that he was. Was it just me or you're watching this and the entire time before you get to know that it's actually like Julianne Moore, like the AI, right? It doesn't ruin the movie, guys, but it is something that it, that is big. I feel like this is like the best agency or a group of terrorists known the man to be able to like i'm watching this and i'm just like how are you controlling all of this stuff and video camera right. and you just know how this crane operates and just when the crane smashes through the fbi building you're like what the hell is going on here what i <laughs> what i really enjoyed about this movie was just seeing shia labeouf and all this action right and all and all of this these action sequences and you almost have to suspend disbelief honestly right <laughs> this kind of can really never happen well never say never Clyde but you feel like the voice has like the god's eye and she's just all knowing 
The God's Eye from right. Fast and the Furious 47, actually, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. I'm there. I am there. Let's go ahead and jump into these characters, guys. We do have Shia LaBeouf, Buff, as Jerry and Ethan Shaw. Talk to me, Javi. Brothers, twins. So we see Jerry, you know, he, he gets all this information fed to him that his brother's up to something. His brother was in something. His brother was a part of was a terrorist, you know, that's what they thought because all this stuff that ends up at his house and all this mess. But the whole time, he never convinced that that's who his brother was. You know, he's going through all this stuff because he, you know, really doesn't have a choice with without listening to the computer. Like I said, the whole time, he's just, that's not my brother. I don't know what's going on. I didn't do this. What's happening? Why is this stuff being pinned on my brother? And he never lets up from that. We find out later on in the movie that his twin, Ethan, at first I thought he just had an accident, right? So that's what we all thought. It was just an accident. He died. So all this stuff started happening for whatever reason it was happening. Then we find out, you know, he was murdered. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, he just never lets up and he finds out that he wasn't a bad guy and he was actually doing whatever he could to, to get this secret out. You know, he had a, a North Star, right? He had he had a compass, and that compass was trying to figure out, one, what the hell his brother was involved in, two, to clear his name. You're right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry's the Stanford dropout. Uh, very quick-witted, man. I love that opening scene with the guys um, where they're playing poker, <laughs> and he's just very quick-witted, right? Gets the guy to fold or whatever. Uh, <laughs> very dope scene there. But he lands all this money, as you see, and then he has all that crap in his apartment. And you're like, whoa, this is not the guy who was just that pop copy, right? Uh, copy right, Cabana, right. whatever it's called. I'm using yeah. pop copy yeah. now. Thank you. After <laughs> hustling in the back of Copy Cabana. <laughs> is, is he a terrorist? Is he not a terrorist? Like, what's going on here? And yeah. then this random phone call happens, which kind of throws us off for a loop. where We're just like, okay, this movie was kind of boring at first. Now it's interesting. Let's go. So... Mm-hmm. Very interesting, man. Let's go ahead and move over to uh, Michelle Monaghan as Rachel Holloman. James, talk to me, man. You look at when all of this is kind of going on, um, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, so I feel like it's just her and her kid. Like, that's all she's got. He's the only thing that matters mm-hmm. to her. Um, you don't see her call. Like, uh, yeah, I could be mistaken, but I don't remember her calling her her mom or, you know, a, a brother or sister or anything like that the whole time. You know, her ex-husband shows up who's, you know, a, a dirtbag basically uh, forgets a kid's <laughs> birthday um you know so you could tell like th- he's all that matters to her um and you know this whole thing she, no matter what she's got to go through no matter uh, you know who she's got to get through or you know who she's got to take out basically she's willing to do whatever she has to do to make sure that her kid is okay at the end of the day and that you know the both of them get to go home uh, and so you know it's it's seen pretty pretty easily uh that she's willing to do whatever she's got to do um you know without giving any spoilers um <laughs> it's pretty pretty uh pretty apparent that she's she's willing to do what she's got to do to to keep it keep her kid okay yeah yo man she is the harrison ford and after harrison ford there was die hard what's the guy who's the guy from die hard i can't his name is not Bruce coming Willis. up right now. Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis, right? Willis. Where it's like right person at the wrong time, right? Where like mm-hmm. she's in this mix and she's just a very normal, just like just like Jerry, but she's a very normal individual. She's an eleven dollar an hour paralegal, right? Who's a single mom. And she's in the position where, well, I for my son, who I have to save now, I, I have to do X, Y, and Z, and I have to go through this mission, and I have to pick up him in a Porsche Cayenne stick that I can't drive. Um, you know, she was terrible no at that. At yeah, <laughs> no hesitation at all. Right? No hesitation at all, right? No hesitation, just getting it done. And she just goes through this process and goes through these motions and goes through this mo- movie, and she is that, that diehard die type character where it's like, okay, um... I guess I got to do this, right? I don't really want to. I'm, I make 11 yeah. bucks an hour. Like, what the hell? I don't have any of these skills. But <laughs> when she takes the shotgun and, like, shoots the sky at the um, security guards or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. She meant business right there. How she picked up the case and was like, "We got to finish this mission, right?" Like she turned, <laughs> she turned into a badass at that point, right? And that's the yeah. and that's the great acting that um, Michelle Monaghan brings. Man, really, definitely enjoy her in this role. So speaking of those those uh, you know armor armor car drivers, like are we going to be talking about how? ridiculous the cops are throughout this movie and how they're just yeah. willing to sacrifice anybody's life at any time very careless for yes, very careless whatever i mean they were just shooting at her, at her after she did that and it smashes a person's car is just driving by like, there's so, yeah. so much collateral damage in this movie like are you kidding me like there's so much collateral damage bro just I mean, just the uh just the porsche cayenne scene oh my god like, whatever you guys are trying to do, you've already committed the terrorist act by chasing the yeah, people. Dude. You killed off a thousand people. Like, you got two people that are shooting into a crowd. The cops show up, or the, the two armored truck bodyguards are shooting into this crowd. And the cops show up, and they're just like, what's going on? <laughs> and they're like, they stole from us. And they just take off that way. Like, just took the word of these two guys fired into a crowd. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I really am going to jump into that when we get to uh, Billy Bob Thornton and just him as far as just like ridiculous, like cop FBI behavior. Um, But straight trash is the police in this movie. Okay, please FBI just straight trash in here. So, (laughs) all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So I was watching the Tomorrow War again, bro. Okay. Bro, have you yeah. heard of the action movie rule of Chris? All right, uh, here we go. What are you talking about, Clyde? Okay, the action movie rule of Chris. Every Chris is a bona fide action movie star. You got to hear me out right. here, bro. Let's if go. You are a movie star living in Hollywood, doing your thing, and your name is Chris. You're an action star. Dude, check this out. Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Captain America, Snowpiercer, Cellular, The Losers, Hemsworth, the Australian guy, six foot four, oh, yeah. right? Thor, <laughs> Black Hat, Extraction, Snow White and the Huntsman, Red Dawn. He got a bullet to the head in Red Dawn. Can't forget that, but still an action star. And, and those golden locks. Those golden locks. Pratt, 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 right? Christopher Pratt. Mm-hmm. The Tomorrow War. This one you were just watching. Star-Lord, Jurassic World, Magnificent Seven, Zero Dark Thirty. This dude killed, shot, took out Bin Laden. Just amazing. Okay? <laughs> Got my man Chris Pine. Yeah. He played opposite Wonder Woman. He was in Star Trek. The Finest Hour, Shadow Recruit, and Smoking Aces. Super mm-hmm. weird in Smoking Aces, but action-packed movie star, okay? Sometimes we gotta get weird. Gotta get weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Christopher Ludacris Bridges, okay? This dude's an action star because he was in literally all 35 of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Just every yeah, single one that's... of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Your name is Chris. You kick butt and take names. Oh, let's not even forget about Chris Farley. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Ninja? No, oh, multiple times. Action, action, and more action, bro. Talk yes. to me, man. Who, who's your favorite, Chris? I'll say right up front, obviously, Farley is the GOAT. No doubt. Let's get that out the way. Uh, but for this current generation of Chris's, I'll have to go with the God of Thunder, man. He does it all for me, but not in a weird way most of the time. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. All right, dude. So I actually have like a lot more Chris's to, to run through, dude. Let's go ahead and hit so, it, man. Clyde, so, Clyde, I'm, what's up? Clyde, I'm going to go ahead and uh, land this plane for us. All right, guys. Hit us up with your favorite Chris and the movie you enjoyed him in. And you know the socials, Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We have Rosario Dawson as uh, Air Force Inspector Investigator Zoe Perez, uh, a U.S. Air Force investigator. She's out to prove what happened with Jerry, trying to investigate Ethan, see if there's a connection, if there's not a connection. Uh, she's just tasked with finding the truth, man. James, dive in a little bit, man. Yeah, so, um, you know, she shows up uh, and starts talking to... Um uh, to uh, the agent and and basically at first like they don't want to be on the same page uh, you know yeah. like, they don't necessarily want to share information <laughs> and all this and I can't tell you this or I can't tell you that so they're getting nowhere and here you are you got this 
copy Cabana Kid uh, in custody for you know terrorist acts. Um, which honestly, if if I'm if I'm somebody with some power and I hear that this is what's going on, somebody's somebody's going to be demoted to something that's going to involve touching crap with your hands. Like basically, yeah. <laughs> that's my oh. favorite line of the movie. Yeah, best by the way, guys, best line yeah, in the yeah. entire movie. Best line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but if I see the way that they've been working on this thing, like that's that's where I'd be at with, with them. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so she's you know she's working hard trying to trying to get that trying to get that information trying to get that intel so that they can you know ultimately figure out what the heck's going on. And she's really the first one to really um, you know realize what's happening and and really solving the solving the case where you know uh, Billy Bob Thornton's out there shooting at the shooting at basically everybody um, just running around with a gun like yeah, just shooting. <laughs> Um, blind, you know, shooting. indiscriminately just shooting. Uh, so I feel like he closes his eye, like he covers his face yeah. and just fires into yeah, the crowd. He's fired. <laughs> constantly. He really does. He really does that. Let's talk about the star from the movie, uh, the show, The Shield. Michael Chiklis, George Callister, Secretary George Callister. What are your thoughts, Javi? We see this guy all over the place, right? He's, he's everywhere mm-hmm. as well. As far as his character, you know, you know, according to the, the supercomputer, you know, he's the one that's the, the computer sees fit to run the country after, you know, all the other cabinet members, which I guess, you know, says something about his personality when, when he's trying to make decisions. You know, he's not he's trying to make decisions for the right reasons and not just, you know, to take out some people or to hopefully hit his target. Maybe, you know, he wants yeah. to know for sure. For sure, he's making the right decision before he makes it. Computer chose him. It's kind of a weird thing to say, right? <laughs> Was it just me? And you guys might have never seen or watched the show The Shield. I think it was on FX. But I probably watched like maybe a half a season of this guy on The Shield, Michael Chiklis, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he's most famous for. And that's all I know him from, really. And that's the only thing I can see. So no matter what he does in his life... <laughs> You just see him as like the shield. He is the dude from the shield. And he's like this hardened badass cop who's gonna go out and do everything. So like to see right. him very reserved in this movie was very difficult for me, man. He was reserved. <laughs> he was like reserved. He was chill. Uh presidential. If Project Guillotine went off, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. but to not see him like throw somebody up against a wall in like plant drugs on him i was like dude this is a different guy man but, <laughs> who's this guy i'm like <laughs> i don't like how this guy's acting right now uh but no i, I think <laughs> i think out of everybody in this movie in a very small role it's not a big role for michael he doesn't have a lot of screen time but what checklist does is is prove to the viewers us that you know there's this stigma that like government is bad right and they're out to just mm-hmm. for themselves and everything he kind of proves and he's kind of telling the story where like, no, government can actually be good and actually can think and actually get it right. And just like you said, Javi, like he definitely displays that through his demeanor. I mm-hmm. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird to watch him in this role, but I thoroughly enjoyed him <laughs> at the same time. Let's move over to uh, the Mac man, Anthony Mackie. He is literally in everything. I don't know who's more harder working. Who works harder? I can't talk tonight. Samuel Jackson or Anthony Mackie? What do you guys think? <laughs> that is a tough, a tough one. one. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it depends on what year you're talking about. I was about to say, I think Samuel Jackson's probably worked longer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if we're uh, talking about yeah. 20 years ago, you know, Sam all day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the last tw- now, let's talk about the last 20 years. He's just living off of royalty checks now. Yeah, so. yeah bro. <laughs> Yo, he, spend, he spends, uh, Samuel Jackson spends five minutes as uh, Nick Fury. That's $3 million right there. Boom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome, man. But uh, he didn't have a big role in this. But uh, James, what were your thoughts about this character, man? Yeah, real real important role. Um, yeah. Know, he kind of he kind of opens everything up to have them kind of figure out, you know, what was actually happening and, and see that Ethan was, you know, trying to signal them to let them know something was up and where to go to get the information. Uh, and, and once they were kind of able to figure that out, that's that's when you realize what was really going on. And I, I know when I first watched the movie, like, mind blown, like, boom, like, what in the world? Right. <laughs> no way that's what's been happening all this time. Like, <laughs> not a chance. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, for real? 
because you know this is yeah this is 2008 <laughs> you know that's yeah. that wasn't that wasn't something that you ever think of you know now i see and i was like oh yeah that could totally happen to me tomorrow so um but but you know in the, <laughs> in the time you know, it was not all like because that of this at phone all. right yeah 1000 <laughs> percent all because of that phone um so yeah his his role and and uh you know the impactfulness of you know what he did i thought was was a was a really important part and you know i i, I he just really opened it up for me. I, I don't think anybody would have done it, um, you know, the way that the way that he did, the way that he delivered. I thought was was for the best. Anthony Mackie is the man, dude. One of my favorite actors. He's just fantastic at what he brings, and it was very believable to be like, oh yeah, two seconds into this film, that's Morse code. It's got to be right. Yeah. Why does he yeah. keep walking around? <laughs> and he's writing it down, right? It's very believable because he brings just, it. If it's anybody yeah. else, you're like, uh, it took you really quickly to do that, man. Easy. Yeah. But <laughs> he's, Mac- the he's just a, a, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly there. So, and the, and the man who brought us into Eagle Eye this week, our pullover, we have Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, last week he was on our episode. The judge, and we got him this week as FBI uh, Special Agent Tom Morgan. Talk to me, JV. Yeah, his uh, role last week as a lawyer was, uh, you know, he does his thing for that. This week, he's an FBI agent, which is, would think would be kind of the same, but he's very over the top. He's a very over the top FBI agent. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, sitting ac- <laughs> he's sitting across from Jerry, and he's exaggerating everything he's being real real hard on him and you know when he was playing that lawyer he was real chill and kind of yeah. creepy right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's, he delivers a lot of the best lines in the movie like uh, you said earlier james and i found him real a real strong part of this movie keeping moving and being entertaining because you never knew what he was gonna do you never knew what you know, smart ass thing he was going to say next. And without him being that way, it would have never pushed the movie like it did. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh. Have Rachel and Jerry kind of, if you split it between like two movie production team, right? They're the first production team and they're, they're the bulk of the movie. That's why they have to push forward there. But Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. and Ethan Embry, who's his, FBI sidekick um, Ward, I guess they're basically like the, the the second unit team, so they always come up and see the <laughs> aftermath of everything that happens, right? So yeah. you're watching it <laughs> happening in real time with Jerry and Rachel, and you're getting an explanation of what the hell just happened with uh, Tom yeah. Morgan, and Tom Morgan the whole time is just loud boisterous, obnoxious, but just also it's Billy Bob Thornton. I mean, who didn't love this man in Friday Night Lights, right? He brings that <laughs> he brings that like southern deep accent to this movie and makes it mm-hmm. tries to make some sense out of this, right? It's so much awkward and crazy over the top 2008 crap happening now, right? Yeah. And and he he brings this All right, this this, this shit has to make sense somehow, right? Like how do we yeah. really put this in a box and figure this out. Like, how am I going to write this on my FBI report at the end of the day? Right. Like, and that's, and that's kind of the, that's what he kind of brings to it. Right. He's just always trying to figure it out and be like, dude, this, this is wild. Like how the hell did yeah. this crane pick this car, this Porsche Cayenne up and move it? Please somebody get to the bottom of it. Right. And yeah. just the way that he treats all the other lower level FBI agents, man, the entire movie. Fantastic. Get to work. Yeah, get to work. It's like this oh. dude firing his gun at anybody <laughs> and everybody, right? You talked about the security guards. He didn't care yeah. at all. How are you through an entire airport, bro? Right? Gun in the air. After 9-11, by the way, this is 2008. After 9-11, gun in the air, FBI agent, bro. Ain't nobody's going to believe you. What if one of us did that right now? Nope. Nobody would believe that we're an FBI agent. So... <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed this in the movie, but the people that the you know the eagle eye Arya chose uh, to do some of the action. I don't was there. Did she choose a black dude to do something? <laughs> she did not. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking because you know when when old boy pulls out the gun in uh, in the Kennedy Center in front of all those major people and you know shooting shooting off in the air and he gets shot two times. You know, is able, you know, to, to walk away. I feel like if he was a black guy, 
would not have gotten shot. That would have been headshot, bro. That would have been headshot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like seven hundred headshots. <laughs> like, like even Arya knows better than that. She says, "You know what? I can't." No, J- James yeah. Lenore, yeah, no, I can't pick that guy. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, I don't feel like that I mean, scene escalated as as much as it should have. It should have. There's a, should be like there's a two percent probability that James Lenore will make it out of this alive, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, so the one. that's not the guy we need. We need to find somebody else. He's not the one. Oh man! But, he, but speaking of Arya, though. Oh. Like I don't, it, I don't want to step on it. So you go ahead. If we're gonna, if we can just give me some of course, time to talk about of Arya, course, man, you go right ahead, Arya. man. Talk to us. So let's let, let's just look at this. So in the beginning, she's she's upset. She says abort. Uh, you know the recommend the, it's an abort yeah. recommendation to do the drone shot. Fifty one percent chance. Um, she's not okay with that. She says abort. They don't listen. That makes her upset. That's when she determines that she needs to go into Operation Guillotine. Okay, <laughs> I get it. So. How Here many people go. died from that drone shot? Was it like a dozen? Was like a it dozen a people? Funeral, bro. Maybe like a dozen. All right, so call it call it thirty people at this funeral. Call it fifty. Call it fifty people okay. at the funeral. How many people do you think that Arya killed? Like, I mean, government officials alone. She's killed like she killed a whole bunch of government officials, and then you talk, she was shooting drone missiles in a tunnel. Like, are you kidding me? You know how many people got killed during that? I mean. Yeah. She needs to be attacking herself because she's the real problem. It's not the it's not the government official. Like I'm she's the one on that. killing I'm everybody. On that. I agree. Like, I just, <laughs> like when does the paradox kick in for the for the machine to say you know when at what point is there too much collateral damage to where this doesn't make any sense anymore? Hey man, anything for peace, bro. Got, got anything for peace, man. <laughs> she's peacemaker before peacemaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, at, the, at the end of the movie, I was just I had to sit there yeah. for a second and just kind of think to myself, what did I just see? Yeah. <laughs> and then she was about to blow up that whole place full of kids yeah. and other politicians <laughs> yeah. and everybody hundreds of people yeah. in this one location um, for the greater good okay that's what it's about so the secretary she thinks should be the president but you know the other people that were in the succession like they didn't get an interview so how does she know that somebody else shouldn't get to be the president or should be the president because she didn't you know she didn't yeah. see what the you know um you know the minister of agriculture <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they might they might be they might have some good morals too like you don't know they just completely skip them. <laughs> like they didn't get an interview at all. You know that's. So I think I feel like I feel like HR needs to so, step in on that. One. So I think you, you're forgetting, right? She's all knowing. Like she knows everything about Ethan and Jerry. She knows everything yeah. about Rachel's character, right? She knows everything about Rachel's kid. Like she knows everything because everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has cameras and stuff like that. So she already has dissected all of this information and says okay. uh you from the shield a hey, bald guy um <laughs> you're gonna be president bro okay so stick in this damn room don't go nowhere i'm gonna kill everybody else and once they all dead i'm gonna pop this lock and we just <laughs> yeah. like that was her plan right mm-hmm. that was her elegant like elaborate yeah, plan there right? <laughs> yeah you're going to be the president of nothing because I'm going to yeah. kill everybody else in the world. But I, I do want to say, like, Julianne Moore as that voice, real, like, scary almost, right? Because she is very, like, firm. Obviously, she's yeah. playing a computer, but at for the first, what, hour and a half, you have no clue. And you're just like, damn. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to listen to this chick because she can kill me at any moment. She did a fantastic job just as that voice role, man. Guys, real quick, sets, music, and style. I got a quick note, and then I'm going to jump to you guys, starting with Javi. This movie, to me, looks like a copycat of a Michael Bay movie. Ask me which one, guys. If it includes Shia LaBeouf holding something and running a lot, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> my notes say my notes say all of them, right? My notes say literally any Michael Bay music, right? Uh, the music and the style of this film screams Bayhem. So more explosions, <laughs> more shit blowing up. Wait, that's not enough. We have to go back and reshoot because we need more explosions, guys. Right? Yeah. I need. I need I need like shotguns. I need police everywhere, right? I need dope ass music. This is a Michael Bay movie, not directed by Michael Bay. It looks like DJ Caruso literally said, "You know what? Um, the only way we can do this is if I copy this guy," and that's exactly mm-hmm. what he did. All the fast cuts, uh, epic, over the top music, and 
just white dudes in suits, man. Right? Everywhere. <laughs> 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 Talk to me, Harvey. Every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah. I mean, you didn't say anything I wouldn't say. <laughs> uh, yeah, we see a lot of... You know, beautiful city. We see a lot of destroyed city. Same time, all the scenes flow. It's all flowing real fast. They're they're in a subway. They're where they on a bus. Then they're on foot. Then they're in a van. Then they're doing this. So we don't really sit in one setting too long, right? It's it's constantly moving the whole time, and it's always pretty close up on them. Sets were all right. I don't know how, you know, believable riding a, a baggage claim thing through a big warehouse is, if that works that way. Uh, but, and then Billy Bob just shooting everything and nothing stops working ever. But, you know, <laughs> uh, aside from that, I mean, everything was all right. Uh, music, like you said, it, it just kind of flows through. I didn't really, I didn't really pay that much attention to the music going through the movie uh, because it was always so much going on. Their explosions were yeah. so loud. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how'd you even hear them? Like, it's just always something going on, <laughs> concentrating on the movie, not really listening to the music much. We're gonna jump over here to the theme, uh, like we try to pinpoint every week a theme you know and the theme basically revolves around what the director what the writers what the producer what the actors what they're trying to say right are they trying to tell us something about this movie or is just a turn your brain off and basically watch this weird ass plot unfold and this movie kind of falls in line with that man i i don't i couldn't really pinpoint a theme scared of technology back in 2008 right like technology is going to take over that's i (laughs) i remember like i remember (laughs) seeing this movie in theaters and like going home was like yeah i'm gonna sleep with my cell phone off tonight guys right (laughs) you know whatever i don't want to know my sleep pattern or how much i snore and everything that's weird yeah. for me, right? So I definitely didn't want, want that to happen. <laughs> but no, man, like I said it earlier, and I'll probably say it again, Ben, but you just have to like suspend all disbelief for this one. It's just a wild ride. And I think they were just trying to show you this crazy-ass wild ride, man. There was nothing they were really mm-hmm. trying to tell. So what about you, James? What were your thoughts on the theme or anything, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you hit a lot of that, you know, right on the head. Um, you know, you, you said you don't feel good about, you know, you had to turn your phone off or whatever when you, when you went home that day. For me, I just, that movie told me what I already knew. It's like, okay, yeah, I know uh, they can watch me. They can do whatever they want with it. All of my stuff. It just is what it is. I can, you know, freak myself out about it or just know that if, you know, robots decide to take over, we're going to die. It just is what it is. You're just, if that happens, like if, if Arya decides to become real (laughs) and do this stuff, like, yeah, we're just going to get blown up. Michael Bay style. No question. Like at least, yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Just hopefully, you know, you get to go out in a huge, exciting explosion, you know, if if, (laughs) at least you don't want to go out with with something Mm -hmm. lame, but, uh, you know, this... This movie was you know, just just like you said, all that action, and you know the the theme was probably something around uh, you know technology and 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 how it can how 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 they can impact yeah. things. But you know, at the end of the day, it's hard to even hard to even think about any of that stuff when all that was going on. I mean, they flew a drone into a tunnel, guys, <laughs> like a drone yeah, in a tunnel. Yeah. Oh yeah, shooting missiles. <laughs> you know, so Five you know all that traffic, action baby. going on, all the. <laughs> All those special effects, like you could try to show me a theme, or you could try to show me, you know, some other thing, but I'm not going to catch any of it because there's yeah. too much. Oh man, agreed. <laughs> All right, James, man, thanks for coming on the pod tonight, brother. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, man, I had a an absolute blast. This was crazy fun. I, I really enjoyed kind of discussing this movie with you guys. You know, I, to be honest with you, as far as the movie goes, when I first watched it, I was kind of like, eh, it is okay. But, you know, after this, I like it even <laughs> nice. more. So, uh, you know, good, good time, good talking Getting with somebody guys. else's perspective on it, man. That's what kind of mm-hmm. we, we love about this pod is we, me and Javi, we've seen a bunch. Of, it's my movie buddy right there, right? If I'm not going with my wife to the movies, I'm going with Javi. We'll go with our wives, but we'll always like break down and talk about movies. And that's why we kind of started this pod. It was like, yo, Let's just mindlessly talk into a mic about our favorite movies and yep. some that we and some that we don't like <laughs> yeah. and see what happens, right? Let's just put it on the interwebs and yep. see what happens. So man, um <laughs> we definitely appreciate you coming on, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you. 
All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. All right, brother. You have a good night, man. All right, team. Once again, thanks to uh, James Lenore for joining the pod today. It was uh, great to have him on. Guys, that was Eagle Eye. Uh, Javi, talk to me, man. What were your uh, thoughts about this movie? Uh, I'm going to give this one a two out of five buckets. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me. Talk to me, man. It was a fun movie to watch. I I don't know if it has a very big rewatchability factor to it, because now that I've seen it, there's no... No, I don't feel like there's a real reason for me to watch it again. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it like, oh, man, I need to watch this movie another time because I didn't understand really what happened and I missed a lot of stuff. I don't feel like it's that kind of movie. Yeah, we, I, I watched it. I enjoyed it, but I will probably not be re-watching. Uh, what about you, man? If you enjoy mindless fun, this is a movie for you, man. If you just like seeing a B Michael Bay movie, I mean... <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I really, I really liked Shia LaBeouf and how he kind of was that everyman with Michelle mm-hmm. Monaghan's character. They were the everyman, every woman, just trying to kind of get through this because they had goals in mind. But other than that, man. It was loud, it was boisterous, it was over the top at times, plot was crazy. And like, if you want to turn your brain off and have fun, yeah, this is a movie for you here, but for me, oh man, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. This actually gets like two and a half buckets of popcorn for me, man, and that okay. half is only because... Like, Billy Bob Thornton just, uh, every scene that he's in, he's just fun, man. He's just fun, and he's hilarious, and you're just kind of seeing the cleanup and after the fact through his eyes, and he's just like, Mm -hmm. what the hell just happened, guys, right? Right. (laughs) How he acts out on screen is, is just fun, so... Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Eagle Eye. Next week, we'll be discussing the Jamie Foxx-led action flick, Sleepless. And that is streaming on Netflix. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.